Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome in to Best on the Board presented by BetMGM. It is Friday, May 6th, and on this episode of uh, Best on the Board, we are going to take a look at a quartet of Game 3s in the NHL playoffs. Bruins, Bruins and Hurricanes, Lightning and Leafs, Blues and Wild, Oilers and Kings. All four of those games taking place on Friday night. We'll run through them here, offering up some best bets on Best on the Board. Joining me to do so are two familiar hockey voices for Best on the Board, Kevin Kurz and Dom Lushijan. Dom, let's introduce you first on this episode. What's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Thank you for the first introduction. I'm usually second in command here, but uh, (laughs) it is nice to wake up and get some bets in. So basically, let me just, the way this goes, I've got a, I've got a rundown in front of me, and I just the, f- the first time we did a hockey show, I just had Kevin's name in first and your name in second, Dom, and I've just been copying and pasting that into the rundown ever since, and then just updating it for that day, and so it just it's just fallen like that. So make the concerted effort, flip flop you guys every now and again. So Dom, you know you guys are equal in my hearts. Just want you to know that for sure. Kevin, what's going on, man? How you doing? You should introduce Dom first because he has all these numbers and charts and he approaches it scientifically and I'm just here talking out of my ass. So <laughs> you know, maybe from now on, that should be the running order. Well, we'll see how this goes. We'll see how this episode goes and then maybe we'll make a decision from there. How about that? We'll just uh, we'll go with that and see how we see how we all feel, see how the rhythm goes, see how the picks end up going tonight. <laughs> And then we'll make a long-term decision after that. Uh, as I said, four games here uh, tonight. Let's start off with Bruins and Hurricanes, the one of these four series that is not tied at one. The Canes have a 2-0 series lead, looking to take a stranglehold of this one. Game three in Boston, and the Bruins are favored at home. Minus 125 on the money line. The Canes sitting at plus 105. We do have picks from both of you in this game, and they are competing picks. Dom, let's go to you first here. Let's hear the case for the Bruins at minus 125. Well, I don't think a series is truly over until you lose at home, and Boston hasn't lost at home yet, so there's no reason to panic quite yet they have somehow some way controlled the expected goal shares by a shocking margin to me i haven't watched too much of that series because i've been uh, at uh the leaf games around the same time but i was stunned based on the scoreline to see boston had 62 percent of the expected goals so far in the series which is on par with colorado who has absolutely dominated uh nashville in their series so that probably doesn't add up I doubt it's actually that dominant for Boston. It's probably because they've been trailing so much as Carolina has just dominated them on the score sheet. But at the same time, Carolina is likely starting uh, Piotr Kochetkov. Don't really know how to pronounce his name. Very sorry if I butchered that. <laughs> but he's been sensational so far. I just don't believe that will continue. And I will fade any third-string goalie. We saw what happened with New York and Pittsburgh yesterday. Luis Domingue had the vibes going in, but at the end of the day, he's a he's a third-string goalie, and New York made him pay, and I think Boston can make this interesting because this was supposed to be a close series. I know Carolina has had Boston's number all year, but that that doesn't last forever. I think they, they come back tonight and make it 2-1, make it interesting. Yeah, obviously the big hang-up is the goalie in Carolina's net. I don't think there's any question about that. Nobody knows much of anything about this guy. Um, but, you know, the Boston's going to Jeremy Swayman, and I know he's had a really strong year, but there was one stat that really jumped out to me when, when I was looking at this this morning, and 
Swayman in 23 home games, his save percentage is 905. In 28 road games, his save percentage is 930. And that's a pretty big discrepancy. And, and, and I definitely believe that there are goalies that do play better in some buildings and, 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 and not as well in, in some other buildings. So, um, you know, to me, just Boston, it looks like they're battling through some injuries. Now they're not going to have Hampus Lindholm. David Pasternak doesn't look right. And I know he missed some games in April, and he's such a key piece. Their power play obviously has been awful for so long. And Carolina just they, – they haven't looked intimidated to me watching that series. And I picked Boston to win, and, and I'm going to, you know, change my mind on that one now. Obviously, it's a little bit easier to do that when they're up 2 to nothing. Uh, so I don't get any credit for that. But Carolina, they just look to me like they're primed for a long run. And Boston, I, I just – I feel like they're a little too banged up right now. And they're switching goalies mid-series. And, and it just feels to me like everything's sort of breaking in the Hurricanes' favor. And, and – Obviously, Kachetkov, again, nobody knows what this guy's going to do, whether he can put up back-to-back strong efforts, but um, I- I'm going to go with the Hurricanes on this one, and, and and they're a little bit of an underdog, too. All right, guys, there we go. A little head-to-head matchup to get things started in this Friday night quartet of hockey games. Let's move on to the second game of the night. That one is between the Lightning and the Leafs. It is tied at 1. The Lightning favored, minus 120, but the Leafs sitting at plus 100. No pick from either of you guys. Kevin, any feeling on this game as a pretty big game, obviously, with the series tied at 1? Yeah, I don't know. I understood taking Tampa in game two just because they always seem to come back and and win after a loss. But, boy, this series, it's just so close. Uh, You know, guys like Hedman and Vasilevsky, they just raise their games. I mean, Victor Hedman might be the most valuable player on any playoff team just based on what he's done in the past and and who he is. Um, I'm I'm not going to touch this one just because it's it's just so close and it could go either way. So – uh, it's an entertaining series for sure. I mean, it's it's still to me a lot. This along with Minnesota and St. Louis, th- these are the two series that are just they're must watch TV for hockey fans. Yeah, I have to agree. Uh, the first two games, even though they had times where the games weren't close, I thought just seeing both teams impose their strengths and power from game one to game two and see that oscillate has been really interesting. I think game three. We'll see a much closer game. I have the game as a coin flip, so there's no real edge for me either way. But if the Leafs become more substantial underdogs, that might be a worthwhile play. But at this price, I don't I don't really think it's worthwhile because Tampa Bay woke up for game two. And that's a very scary proposition for a Leafs team that looked ready in game one. All right, guys, let's shift things over to the Western Conference. Blues and Wild here for us. Another series tied at one. Blues favored, minus 120. Wild sitting at plus 100. Both you guys, however, are taking the slight dog, the Minnesota Wild. Dom, get us started on our case for Minnesota. Uh, Well, my model is uh, a notorious homer for the Minnesota Wild for the past (laughs) two years, um, and it's made me a lot of money. Uh, I feel like the market continues to undervalue how good this team is, and I will continue to back them until they lose. And I think game two was a big statement game for the Wild that the Blues do not, in fact, have their number. They can play up to their game and skill level or whatever it was. And that start to the game, I think, really was eye-opening that the Wild can impose their will as they have all season. I think the narrative going in that the Blues just 
always beat them. The record will last two or three seasons was definitely a thorn in the wild side, but I think winning 6-2 sort of dispels that notion, and I like them to take a series lead here and sort of show why they're the better team here. And and the other thing, too, and this is why I like Minnesota, is that St. Louis is also getting banged up. And when you start losing defensemen in the playoffs, that usually is a recipe for disaster. And you look at Nick Letty and Robert Bortuzzo and, and Marco Scandella. I mean, m- m- obviously these guys are not superstar level players, but when you start losing those depth guys and then, you know, I imagine Colton Pareko is going to have to skate a half an hour, you know, 30 minutes tonight. Um, so I, I, I'm really concerned about St. Louis. And, you know, obviously you look at the way they play. They play that very physical style. Is, is the way they play the game, especially with the condensed schedule down the stretch, does that maybe, does that maybe catch up to them? And, and you could probably say the same thing about some other teams that play that way. Um, you know, the, I don't think you can discount how tough the regular season schedule was with just, you know, four games and seven nights. And I think the Wild, are, are you know, the way they play is more conducive to being able to handle that. And, and, and we did see it in game two uh, with Kaprizov and – Joel Erickson Eck, who's one of the most underrated underrated players in the league, probably. So I, I picked Minnesota to win this series before. I, I do. I'm sticking with them, and uh, I think they're going to find a way to to win at least one or one of two in St. Louis, maybe both. But I, I do like them tonight. There you go. Fun game tonight. Game three between the Blues and the Wild, and then we wrap things up with Game three between the Oilers and the Kings. Oilers, the biggest favorite on the board tonight. They're sitting at minus one forty five on the money line. The Kings check in at plus 120. Kevin, before you and I got going here, you said that you still like the Kings to win this series, but not for any big reason. Uh, the plus 120, not <laughs> yeah. intriguing enough for you, however, to get on board with them here in game three. Yeah, I, I, they, I had them in game one, so that was that worked out well. Uh, <laughs> they pulled off the upset yeah. there in that first game in Edmonton. I I don't know. There's just something off with, with, with the Oilers. I don't know what it is. And I know that's probably not going out on a limb if you just paid attention to the NHL for the last 15 years, but um, I, I, I just feel like the, the Kings, you know, they're probably playing for a little bit more now with Dustin Brown uh, about to retire. And you look at a guy like Jonathan Quick, and I know he's struggled in the last, in the regular season, the last few years, but he's probably geared up to be back in the playoffs. And they've got a good crop of young players that are probably just playing with house money right now. Right. And, and I just feel like, Edmonton, as well as they finish the regular season, they're probably feeling a little bit of pressure. And Staples Center, or uh, what do they call it now? Crypto, uh, crypto.com, crypto.com, whatever. I don't know if it's, <laughs> it's Arena or Stadium, whatever it is, but yes, crypto. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that place turns into like a legitimate nightclub uh, for, for road games. <laughs> yeah. It is loud in that building. It's one of the more deceptively, I think, loud buildings in the, in the league. So um, I like the Kings tonight. I, you know, I, I don't think they're going to win both, but I could certainly see a split with Game 5 going back to Edmonton at 2-2. So if I was betting on tonight's game, I probably would lean toward the Kings. I would lean toward the Kings as well, only because they're a pretty substantial home dog, and I think it's a bit closer than that. But at the same time, I am the opposite of Kevin. I don't like the Kings at all. I don't think they're that good, and even though they're playing with house money, house money runs out at some point. I think we saw Edmonton sort of find their game, find their rhythm in game two and sort of realize that, hey, we are a good team and past playoff failures do not define us. I think the 6 nothing win was pretty substantial. And 
I think this is a really different team under Jay Woodcroft. That's the big thing for me, and I I don't know if I would want to fade them after such a, a big win, and knowing the pressure, I think they're ready to handle it finally. All right, guys, that's going to do it for us here. A four-game set tonight. We've got feelings on Hurricanes-Bruins going head-to-head with you guys there. And then big feelings on the Wild, you guys both on Minnesota to take Game 3 over the Blues. Should be a fun night. Should be a fun weekend. One programming note before we sign off. Best on the board, taking a week off next week. I'll be on vacation, so... We're not going away forever. We're just going away for a week. So rest up, get ready for the weekend, May 16th, when we return in full force. That is it for us here on this episode of Best on the Board. For Kevin and Dom, I am Michael Beller. Good luck, happy betting, and we'll talk to you soon.